0: Hello, everyone and welcome to another episode of what a beautiful podcast what episode is it it's 44 that's right 44 44 big
1: big time episodes here on your favorite podcast
0: coming up on a year god (laughs) God god
1: help us all we started this
0: in what was it was it june it was june 2016 and we had a dream a drunk dream and here we are almost a year
1: later i think we're gonna have to be drunk for the one year anniversary i feel like it'd be wrong if we weren't
0: we're gonna have to be drunk and i'm gonna have to uh, break out an old power quiz is what's gonna have to happen <laughs> oh,
1: god all right so episode 52 of what a beautiful podcast will be uh sponsored by kirkland brand tequila
0: <laughs> i thought you were gonna say kirkland brand light beer oh yeah Quote kirk lights and kirkland tequila kirk lights <laughs> kirk um, lights 48 beer packs are
1: 23.95 48 <laughs> packs
0: they sure are but at what cost oh the <laughs> cost at... of your soul your soul yeah. your soul dies with your liver oh lord so we're do we're doing star crusaders that's the words um, and where we last left Team Joge, we finished off the turning point uh, by killing off Geb and meeting Iggy, the stand user of The Fool. Um, and now we're going to move on to one of the best arcs in all of Stardust Crusaders. The it's, best. best com-
1: the giant air quotes.
0: Because <laughs> it completely <laughs> leans into... Uh, The absurdity of this whole situation um, and just the, like, we haven't had a lot of funny arcs in a while. It's been pretty, like, uh, going and going and going. This is, like, a nice uh, character moment uh, breathing point. Like, we get a lot of great stuff in here. Oh,
1: yeah. The best Um, thing about this whole section is it's just, like, one giant... Uh like Team Judge Goofest, Fest and that's yeah. that's really what you come to start as Crusaders for. If you're and here for any other Anubis. reason, I don't know I don't know what you're thinking.
0: Cause we get a, this and another one where <laughs> where it's whole horse and it's it's even better. Thank it's, God. Thank God. Oh God' the arc cause Anubis is kind of a dire arc. So it's nice that we have this. But anyway,
1: in case you're not familiar, this this arc we're going to meet Oingo and Boingo. And I guess their stands are called Kanum and Thoth. I never really remember that because the stand isn't really... It doesn't really matter that much. It's just, it's just these boys. These weird, weird boys.
0: Yeah. Well, they're Egyptian gods now because we moved on from the tarot because we ran out of tarot cards. Right. For those of you p- playing Persona 5 at home, Thoth is the baboon reading a book in the fourth dungeon sick yeah he's weak to nuclear moving on oh nice tip. Uh, hot yeah. tips yeah uh we open on some hot tips about egypt um and how it's really cool and how iraqi probably went to egypt and was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna draw this and he did and he it sure did pretty nice um but we open on this big temple carved into the mountain and we see a very small boy reading a book called Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure. Um, and a tourist comes up to him and, and immediately jumps in. It's like, "Wow, is that a manga? I've never seen one here before. I didn't know Egyptians read manga too."
1: Let's just and, like talk about this panel real quick. So first of all, this random tourist man, he just it's looks Goku.
0: Yeah, it's it's fucking Goku.
1: <laughs> it's like, Goku.
0: I think that was on purpose.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely Goku, and let's talk about this little fucking kid. Everything about him looks
0: wrong in this panel. His
1: hair is like three of his heads. It's
0: it's kind of like a he <laughs> Oingo kind of looks like a shitty Mokuba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's really what he looks like. Um, and uh, not Goku, Taurus Goku. Uh, wants to read some of Oingo's manga just because he's a he's a manga artist visiting here for research. I love rare books and books and books and comics. <laughs> Why is books twice? I have many books. I have no many books in my house. My room is starting to tilt to one side. I'll let you use by my binoculars. Oh my god. <laughs> and Let's talk about
1: a... that uh, weird Goku's uh, shirt that just says 911 on it.
0: Yeah, I don't fine and it's so he
1: gets conspiracies jack lots of conspiracies about the oingo boingo brothers
0: 911 was boating accident andrew 9 <laughs> was a boating accident um yeah oingo boingo brothers adventure wow the artwork is really different great print quality too i don't see the author's name anywhere and now we go into a fever dream uh, because Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure is drawn in the Kalaski Cuspo esque way Araki has done the tarot cards. And it's. How would you even describe this way of drawing? Because, like. I don't it's know. It's super like. Because I wouldn't
1: necessarily say it's surrealist. Maybe more like some kind of like. Absurdist. Messed up. I... It's, it's I I almost want to say expressionist, but that doesn't really describe it too well either. It's just weird. It's just fucking weird.
0: Yeah, it it breaks down everything into the shapes that they shouldn't be. It's like a character art, uh, a caricature artist, and a cubist artist kind of like got together, and just like how how do we make this shit look weird? Yeah, and this is what we got. Um, so fake Goku is reading this manga, and it's about two brothers. One is named Oingo, and one is named Boingo. Boingo, the other brother, was so shy, he couldn't do anything without Oingo. He spent his time alone. One day, when his big brother Oingo was away, Boingo met a really nice traveler. He gave Oingo sweets. But that nice traveler, oh, it's 1030, died because he was impaled on a telephone pole. And we get a really graphic, uh, image of this, uh... Caricature of this manga uh, collector, book collector, uh, impaled on a telephone pole. Great. Yeah, and very fake cool. Go-
1: very, very, very swag.
0: Yeah, and fake Goku is uh, understandably nonplussed by this, and is like, "This is a weird comic. Is this comic popular?" And all the time, Boingo is not saying anything and just staring. This book is really strange. The pages after that are all blank. There's nothing printed. It's defective book. Even it's only a few pages. It's, it's somehow, it's hard to forget. I don't know if this is weird, but can I buy this book from you? It's not for sale. And now we see the other half of this duo, uh, Oingo and. Wait, which one is Oingo and which one is Boingo? Oingo is the one whose shirt says Oingo. Oh, Top okay.
1: Tip. <laughs> That would make sense. That would make sense. Yes, I, but that, see, I only got confused because I'm gonna call you out on this, Jack. You called the little one Oingo not too long
0: ago. That's fair, but the B is sometimes silent. <laughs> in my defense, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I can't argue confu- that.
0: It's I can't very argue confusing. That. Uh, so Oingo kind of looks like a washed-up '80s hip-hop guy. I don't know what I don't know what this look is. i I always
1: liked his hat like he's really tall and long green yellow baseball cap very yeah
0: it looks it kind of makes his head look like a duck (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say the sleeveless trench coat is a very strong look um i'm not sure how well it works with the parachute pants though because he does have both you think
1: those. those are parachute pants you think his muscles just look like that Oh, man, now...
0: uh, (laughs) They're all creased and bunched. Oh, Oh, God. All right. Um, So after Oingo shows up, not Goku, understandably, flees. It's like, didn't you hear me? Get the hell out of here. I'm going to find a better Oingo voice because he's a real shithead. Wait, God damn it. Because because now oingo is calling boingo oingo and this is it's falling apart oh god
1: <laughs> everything is bad
0: wait is it is he boingo but he wears an oingo shirt that would be so confusing but in the in the manga it like the tall one is saying my name is oingo and the short one is like my name is boingo but oh man this is such a mess uh Oingo, I told you not to talk to strangers. There's lots of bad guys out there, you know. If you miss this bus, oh, if you miss this bus, it's four hours until the next bus to Aswan. That's our bus. Let's get going. I heard they're heading to the hospital in Aswan to drop off their friend. Uh, but as Oingo says that, Boingo points out that uh, they might not want to get on that bus. He shows them something in uh, the book that he's carrying around. It's like, I see. Then we'll have to wait for the next bus. And smash cut to that bus, uh, wrapped around a telephone pole, or it crashed into a truck and then crashed into a telephone pole. Rest and, Yeah. And here's how we, here's where we pick up with Team Joge, who got a new Joge car? Like, no, it's the same Joge car, I think. But, like, their stuff on the old one broke. Like, it got a bunch of parts sliced off. I don't know. Maybe. Uh,
1: I mean, I think they, I was saying they probably just got it repaired, I guess.
0: And yeah. Also, point out how uh, big Iggy's ears are here. Like, just, I I missed this. The <laughs> he's first just time peeking through.
1: over the. He's peeking over the top of the seat, just like he's staring in the face. And poor like, blind blind Yawning.
0: <laughs> he's he's very blind right now. Yeah. Looks like an accident. A bus and a truck. What a disaster! It's really mangled. The bus is on its side, and people were thrown out the windows. I'm sure some people died. Enough rubbernecking. We have to get to the hospital for ourselves. It's another 20, 30 kilo until Aswan. Let's go. All right, Joseph. Um, So as they're driving by the accident scene, oh, there is not Goku impaled on a telephone pole, and it's 1030. Cool. Rest in peace. Yeah, so here's the thing. Boingo's Stand Thoth is a book that shows the future. Um... And it show it all. It's always correct, but in an uh, in a monkey's paw way, like thought. Like this stand would be really good in an "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode, I think. Um, oh yeah, because it always it's always right, but that's also its weakness, as we'll see. Um, so as Boingo is reading it, uh, new pages come in, and they see what's going to happen with Team Joge. and I love. I love how they're all drawn, because it's so it's so weird and exaggerated. Um, Polnareff looks like a bird. There's a giant safety pin in Jorts' hat. It's perfect. Jorts's <laughs> hat
1: in the close-up, it has this weird, unsettling like emoji face on it. Oh, God,
0: it does. Like, I hate that. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. What a venture. Wait awaits the brothers now when they went to the city of aswan they saw oh there they are the five bad guys what are they saying let's listen in Uh, abdul's wounds aren't bad i'm worried about kakuin's eyes kakuin kakuin needs to stay but we can't afford to wait for him here the bad guys were so worried um and boingo is uh is thinking up a plan to play on the uh the Joge crew, just as Thoth reveals that all the Joge crew died because they drank tea laced with poison. Gulp. They had no idea Oingo put poison in their tea that would kill them instantly. Hooray.
1: Alright, so now uh, Tall Guy is Oingo again. That, tall that, Guy uh, is Oingo. Yes. That, that tall other guy time must Oingo. have been a translator error. Let's just, yeah. like, they're gonna put our foots down. The big one is Oingo, the small one is Boingo. End of discussion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, or... <laughs> <laughs> go uh what's what were their english names Zenyatta and mondata no yeah. zenyata is overwatch <laughs> hang on but is it no also... i think that
1: was it Zen- Zendata mondata yeah it's, it's, it's something that. like
0: that um so yeah they figure out that they can kill uh all of Joe's crew by putting poison in their tea so Oingo is like, yeah, so all I have to do is poison them. Poingo, <laughs> you and I are invincible together. As long as you have your comic stand that sees the future and my face stand, which lets me transform in a super grotesque way. His face stand. They won't know what hit them. And he turns his face really ugly. Um, why? Is this his true form, or is he just disguising himself? I don't know. Oh, Our gods are... Nice. Our cards are Thoth, the god of writing, and Knum, the god of creation. We're the Oingo Boingo brothers.
1: Wait a minute. So, they they kept he he kept the card theme
0: going. Yeah, huh? Uh, he sure did, didn't he? That's interesting. Maybe there's expanded tarot decks out there with like the major and minor arcana and Egyptian god cards, literally, huh?
1: It's possible. Weird. Or maybe he just really wanted to keep the idea of there being cards associated with stands going and then just dropped it eventually.
0: Maybe Araki just really liked Yu-Gi-Oh. Who can
1: it's say? possible. Maybe he wanted to make a stand card game. You buy a tarot deck and you buy the special Egyptian God extension
0: set. Oh, God. There's a, there's a tarot deck of the... Uh, uh, quick digression. There's a There's a stand deck of tarot cards out there that you can buy, and it's... It's super rare on Mandarake, and it comes up as like 15,000 yen and I want it so bad. Oh god, <laughs> I would die this... for that. I don't know what I would do with it, but uh, I would I would use the tarot deck just to, just to see. Um anyway, Oingo murders a man, by the way. <laughs> uh we just come up to part 2 and it's an uh, in inaction... uh, he killed this turban guy. Yeah, he killed this uh cafe proprietor um to pose as him and Boingo drags his body away <laughs> to hide.
1: not to have this weird emotional stare the entire time. Boingo's yeah, he, a little little fucker. I don't yeah, like him.
0: Boingo. Boingo. Um, I said Boingo. Oh, the bee was silent. Um <laughs> so yeah, uh new pages pop up as Boingo reads Thoth and sees that uh yeah, Team Joge they, they didn't really they didn't realize they drank tea laced with poison. Gulp. I had no idea Oingo would put poison in their tea. They would kill them instantly. So all Oingo needs to do is serve them poison tea and they'll die. I and like how it's
1: just like, oh, all I got to do is poison them. Yeah, that's like, fine. It's I just easy. killed
0: a man. Yeah, I've, cool. I've killed several men. <laughs> We've all killed people. It's cool. <laughs> um, and Boingo has a little fit uh, that's supposed to be laughter, but kind of sounds like, uh, uh, what is this supposed to sound like? I don't know. I don't... It looks like he's kind of like choking, maybe. Yeah, it's basically I, I think that's the sound it's supposed to get across, and it's not pleasant. He's having a bad time.
1: I feel like most uh, most manga on onomatopoeias are kind of lost on me in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they don't mean what they mean over there. Over yeah, three.
1: so it's whatever.
0: Yeah. Um. So Joey gives us an update that. Luckily, he missed Abdul's major arteries, so he'll be able to leave the hospital tomorrow. But Kakyoin's injuries are serious. He may lose his vision. I'm worried about him. I hate to say it, but we may have to go on without him. Oh, here's Uh, another
1: classic example of Polnareff just wasting an entire cigarette. This isn't the first time he's done this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't actually smoke. No, he just likes to have one lit for a
1: few seconds to look cool and (laughs) then throws it away.
0: Yeah, because they're trying to figure out which cafe to go to. And he tosses his cigarette in the air, and it points to the cafe that Oingo is at. It's like, my cigarette says that one. Please have a seat. As Oingo uh, seats them and asks what they want. It's like, oh, they all want tea. Huh, weird. All right. And then just as Oingo is about to prepare, it's like, no, we shouldn't drink any tea or coffee. Listen, we're in enemy territory. Dio obviously has a lot of influence in Egypt, and we don't know when our enemies will attack. We need to be more cautious. And Oingo and Boingo are just like, ah, fuck. What are we going to do? It's a little convenient that
1: Joey just decides, like, oh, you know what? No more consuming drinks. Yeah. Right before the big guy's going to poison him.
0: Yeah. We need to be cautious about poison like we are with riding a plane. And we'll take a Coke instead of tea. Can you bring the third, fourth, and fifth Cokes from the right in the fridge? Don't open them either. Coke? I didn't take, yeah i didn't take a screen cap of this panel but it's really good <laughs> it's just oingo screaming coke in his mind um because this is not going according to plan um and just as he's freaking out in his mind it's like what, what am i gonna do i have i have to believe in boingo i don't i don't believe in his premonitions we won't have a chance just as he thinks that uh, an angry cafe customer. Hey, you! This Coke isn't cold. What's wrong with this cafe? You serve warm Coke. I'm not paying for this. Damn it! And Joey immediately is like, "Hey, co- Coke's not cold. That that sucks." Um, and they switch back to tea, and <laughs> we're back on track for being poisoned. Um, <laughs> I love
1: that. It's like let's let's follow the graph of uh. The middle line is them being poisoned, and the line going up and down. Right now, we're back. We're back at another cross section.
0: Oh, I want to see that graph when Whole Horse tries to shoot uh, Joey, just yeah. because that's such a, a much more <laughs> prolonged sequence. Um, if you're so worried, let's go somewhere else. Let's go to the cafe across the street. Help! Fire! My cafe is on fire. Someone's burning cigarette ignited the trash. <laughs> As Polnareff is about to light another cigarette <laughs> Yeah, because he, he, he just
1: lights it and throws it It's so weird yeah,
0: he committed arson I The little Polnareff face as he realizes how bad he fucked up Just like, oh man <laughs> <laughs> We'll stick to our original order Three teas And Oingo and Boingo are very happy Um, And just as Polnareff is <laughs> about to take a sip Eek, a dog stole my cake. Who the hell brought a dog into the cafe? Um, says Lisa Lisa, who happened to pop up here. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, <we're> Rocky. <laughs> we really haven't seen many women in part 3, have we,
1: Andrew? <laughs> no, we have not we have not seen many many women and he couldn't even bothered to draw a different one.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz this is unequivocally Lisa, Lisa.
1: Well, it's like we say. He can, I guess, he, he can only draw one old lady, and I guess he can only draw one middle aged lady too.
0: Yeah, and then he draws Mariah later, but that that took some work. And-
1: oh God, that that he must have toiled over that one for a long
0: time. But we'll get we'll get to that when it comes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and who the hell brought a dog into the cafe? They spit out their tea simultaneously. Iggy <laughs> forgot about him. This hey, get that dog of Iggy out of here. is so good. <laughs> yeah, this little goblin, just like wurf, wurf. <laughs> who's the owner? It ate my cake, <laughs> and they all chase after Iggy out of the cafe. Um, Oingo and Boingo realize that they're fucked because they left. They they even had it in their mouth, but a new premonition comes up on Thoth where Oingo and Boingo are very angry and they chased after Team Joge and beat up this nerd man because Oingo wanted to. Wait, so just... if
1: I'm follow- I'm trying to follow this correctly, so... Yes. They just didn't see the whole premonition. Like, the premonition wasn't wrong. It's just that them not getting poisoned was part of the premonition of them getting exactly. poisoned. Exactly. Because right.
0: it's stupid. This is so fucking dumb. <laughs> It's a bad stand actually.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's actually
0: sh- like practically
1: useless, I guess. Like maybe like sort of nifty if people are really dumb or really unlucky, I guess.
0: Maybe it's just the- team Jojo is really lucky or uh this is just really drawn out for some reason, who can say. But then they beat up this man and Freaking take all this money. Oh god. Oh, his eyes are almost like I have a hammerhead thing going on. Oh, no. <laughs> hmm? That's him. It always pisses me off to see guys like him. Something must have happened to me in a past life. I was already in a bad mood. Now I'm really mad. I'll oh, punch him. Punch. <laughs> and they take his money as the punch. guy runs away. Just Just a little aside. Uh, The brothers continued their pursuit. The bad guys got in their car and headed towards the hospital. to See their friends Avdol and Kakyoin. Oingo made a bomb out of an orange and put it inside the car. Yes. Yes, he did. Joe Tato was blown away. His head split in two and blood went everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say anything. No, it's fine. The the, the, the the prediction is so detailed. The yes.
1: <laughs> but let's let's be real. Do you, do you think? Do you, there's no way that was on purpose? There's no way. No way. What was on purpose? That this this depiction of Jotaro's fate predicted the future.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird predestination thing. It's like this. The prediction happened because it was going to happen, but it only happened because of the prediction. So it's like, ah, all right, it's nonsense. It's fine. Uh, so <laughs> Oingo got a uh, plastic explosive from somewhere and made a complex timing mechanism. No, a complex uh, motion sensing mechanism and stuffed it in an orange uh, and put it in the Joj car. Got to destroy the Joj car. Yeah, he just like broke off the handle. I, the window is open, my friend. The window <laughs> is open.
1: Well, I, I think the windows are just drawn poorly because in this next panel, you can see oh, the windows I, are closed. Okay,
0: that's fair. Um,. My stand, Thoth, can only see the near future. It can't see too far. Once something is printed, it can't be changed no matter what. Joe Taro will blow up. The bomb will explode exactly three seconds after he sticks his finger in to peel the orange. It's destiny. As Oingo goes to uh, pop it in with the bag of oranges that uh, Team Joe has left in the car, it's like, it's ready. <laughs> huh? Hey, who's there? Who's in our car? Hold on, Polnareff. I think it's just Jotaro. It's not. Watch out, Mr. Jostar. Jotaro told me he was heading directly to the hospital. Oh, no. This is bad. Joseph and Polnareff saw my brother. Who are you? Come out. I said, come out now. And now we have Jort's uh, (laughs) Oingo-ver. Because Oingo changed his face and his hair and his hat to look like Jotaro. And, but I like
1: that his hat is still, like, tall, long hat.
0: Yeah, because, uh... Oh. Oh, it's you, Ha ha ha. My stand, Kanum, is a transforming stand. I can alter my height, weight, and scent. I used my hair to recreate his hat. Right. Yeah, because he has so much hair, he had to make this hat stupidly tall. Oh, man, I love it. I, I forgot something, so I came back. I left my wallet in the car, so I came to get it. Yara-yara-daze, you know? <laughs> Which is just... <laughs> Which is my favorite thing. Oh, my God. Yara-yara-daze, you know? Hey, guys, yara-yara-daze, yeah! Yeah. Yotara, where's your Gakuran? My what? Gakuran equals Japanese uniform. Uh, what are you doing in these silly clothes, my friend? Oingo, is that a band? <laughs> wink, Funny wink. enough. <laughs> Weird. Uh, oh, my, my outfit. I mean, my Gakuran. It's in that, that's at the dry cleaners. I took it to get clean, but I didn't have enough money. Hmm. I see. Then get in the car. Let's go. Huh? <laughs> the... It's not. It doesn't translate well in radio, but uh, Oingo's Jotaro faces throughout all of this are priceless. Like, I'm going to post some of them, but there's so many. Every single one is just a face Jotaro would never make. Oh, man. So, Oingo and Boingo immediately realize that if uh, Oingo disguised as Jotaro is in the car, then it will be him that is blown up. Because... That's how fate works, I guess. Who knows? Oh man. No no, I'm going to walk. We don't have enough time, Jotaro. It'll be faster if you get in the car. Oingo, yeah. So Oingo is trapped in the Joe's car with the bomb orange. Um, That's
1: currently lodged in Iggy's mouth like they're like he's using them like a bomb.
0: No, well not yet, because he throws it out of the car. It's like, yeah, I beat fate. Cool. And then Iggy pops right back up. It's like holding it in his <laughs> mouth. Look, Mr. Joe starts Iggy. He's chasing our car. He has an orange in his mouth. I wonder if he stole it. It'll be a no! good present. <laughs> it's no. just so, it's so
1: funny because like, if Thoth wasn't so fucking stupid, it, it'd be like the most insane stand. It's yeah. a stand that basically creates destiny, which is yeah. hysterical, but... It doesn't actually work out like that, so it's just really dumb.
0: It's a comedic irony stand, if ever there was one. That, that
1: yeah, that is a very apt description.
0: <laughs> it only exists for comedic irony. It's like, I thought I was gonna do the thing, but it actually happened to me, oh no. <laughs> no? What's the matter? I never thought I'd hear you crying out like that. You're acting strange. Uh, no, no, I... D- did you notice that cow over there? That's all. Moo. <laughs> Jotaro, my bro. You were acting peculiar today. Jotaro, is your usual...
1: my bro. <laughs> J- bro-taro, There he is with my the bro. cigarette again. Where? 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 Polnareff with the, t- the damn cigarettes. I don't know what his problem is this chapter.
0: Oh, God. You're not a fake, are you? No, good. Yar y- yar daze! What are you talking about, Polnareff? How far is it the hospital? Are we there yet? <laughs> and furiously sweating and pulling his hat hair down like Jotaro would. Um, God, Oingo is not in a good place. Hey, Jotaro, show me that trick again. That 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 trick? Huh? Huh? W- what is he talking about? The one you taught me. You know this. The
1: <laughs> this always bugs me. What? Who is this? Uh, this trick. Who is uh, astounded by
0: this? I don't know, but the I forgot to take a snap of Oingo uh, with this question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: <laughs> and with- for anybody that's not following along, the trick is that Ponorov takes the lit cigarette and puts it into his mouth with his with his
0: lower jaw, I guess, w- with the cigarette stuck between his lip and his front. Uh, lower front teeth and lowers it back into his mouth so he can
1: close it he closes his mouth and then smokes the cigarette somehow with his mouth closed
0: yeah and gets it and blows it out of his nose oh you've gotten good at it polnareff heh <laughs> <laughs> heh. oh oh that you mean that trick thank god i know how to do that it's dangerous but i could pull it off sure it's easy Okay, do, do the one with five cigarettes. <laughs> 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 F- five? Ha <laughs> hurry up, I want to see you do it again. This is bad, why does Jotaro have to have so many weird talents, they're already suspicious of me. F- fine, I'll do five, I'm gonna do it, this is nothing. And immediately smokes five cigarettes and uh, goes to flip them into his mouth. And he does it. I did it! Fuck yeah, I did it! People can do anything when their life is on the line. <laughs> Here, last time you drank juice without extinguishing the cigarettes. Oh
1: my god, this face with the smoke coming out of him, very good.
0: Mm hmm. He's in a bad way. He messed it up. Jotaro, are you alright? Oh my god. Brother, Brother Boingo, get rid of that premonition. Rip that page up. Help me. Boingo, Und- the future shown in the book can't be changed. Undo the disguise. As long as you do that, you can do it. Um, and then uh, we'll just finish this up real quick, and we'll have like a little longer in a, of an episode. Yeah. Um, are you are you well, Jotaro? Are you well, Jotaro? You're not acting strange today. I, I'm, I'm not feeling too well. Uh, as he struggles not to vomit from having swallowed five cigarettes and realizing that he's going to die. Um I love I it's just it's I know it's all just a goof, but mm-hmm. my
1: brain can't help but be so bothered by the fact that Oingo's just like, just undo the disguise and then it'll be fine, but you can't change fate. The fate will just be passed over to the other guy that looks like Joe Toro. Which yeah, was it, you in the first
0: place? It doesn't really make sense. I just want to point out uh, Iggy's face in the scene where Polnareff is like, "You're clasping your hands with your left thumb on top, huh?" And oh Iggy, look at that! Look at that smug ass dog. That's so good. Oh man, um, but yeah, the thumb thing is stupid. And then Polnareff is like. Jotaro, let's see you can eat an orange the fastest. I bet I can eat mine in one bite. What? <laughs> Don't do it, you moron. Um, <laughs> as Polnareff goes to stick his thumb into the orange that is also a bomb. What's wrong? J- J- What's the matter, Jotaro? You're acting really strange. No, 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 not that orange, not that one. Huh? Why? What's wrong with this one? Well, think about it. Iggy found it. Who knows if he found it in a ditch. It's not dirty it looks fine If you're so picky I'll eat it Stop the car I have to go to the bathroom My stomach hurts stop stop Um and they stop the car And Oingo like Just gets out and jumps out Just screams like I can't hold it anymore I'll go behind that rock look the other way Go on without me I'll catch up I'll catch up later (laughs) (laughs) And falls out of the car onto his face Hey not so fast Here's some paper as Polnareff and, jo- and uh, Joey stare him down before Polnareff gives him some toilet paper. I did it! I made it! I got out of the car! I'm safe! I'll go behind that rock and undo my disguise! Perhaps is right. Who knows where Iggy found the orange? And after all, it's been in a dog's mouth. Do you want it, Mr. Joestar? No. Throw it out. And this really well-drawn uh, Polnareff hand holding this orange... Just a a big whole panel. Uh, I did it! Now I can use Kanoom's power to change my face back to normal. Oingo, Boingo, brothers, have won! As the orange is tossed out the window and, like a work of art, lands right in front of Oingo's foot as he steps on it, realizes that he's fucked up. Huh? Uh, And explodes
1: ripping fucking pieces this panel of his face splitting open is like
0: really weird <laughs> yeah it starts to deform and then like the, the panel where his face is actually in half is even worse huh what was that noise who cares they're probably doing construction oh no oingo big brother hang in there my stantoth hasn't lost yet i'll kill them on my own <laughs> On your own, Boingo? No, you can't even talk to anyone without me. They're not ordinary guys. It's impossible. I'm going to avenge you. I'll kill them all. Um, and just as it looks like Oing, uh, Boingo is going to take control of the situation, the nerd-ass man they beat up before comes back with a lot of big dudes and beats the shit out of both of them. <laughs> because karma's a bitch. Didn't see that in the manga. It. It's really good. Um, and then Jotaro shows back up because he's at the hospital. It's like, hey, it took you guys long enough. I can't believe you got. I can't believe you got here before us. You even went to the dry cleaners? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And they pass by the uh, the ambulance that has Oingo and Boingo, and they're just completely trashed. Um, and the the battle was over before Joseph Jotaro and Polnareff realized they were under attack. I yeah. love,
1: I love when they're able to beat Stan users without even noticing it's happening. It's so good.
0: <laughs> it happens a couple times, and it's just like, oh, I guess we won that battle, huh? But see, that's
1: it. See, that that's the thing right there, that that is the identity that Stardust Crusaders has. Like, when that sort of thing happens, I'm like, yeah. It's like, because, you know, when you think about part three, I think that's what I think of. Like, this bunch of idiots, just, they, they're in
0: in way over their heads. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Next arc is Anubis and a really battle-heavy arc, but it's it's nice after we've had a kind of a dry spell as far as fights go because Geb really doesn't count because that was like a one-shot. But yeah, we it's gonna it's gonna be a nice week uh next week. But for now, we get to talk about Jojolian. That's
1: right, Jojolian's back, and we get. Uh, some some solid, solid Ooh. plot movement, some weird stuff happening.
0: That's all and... we can hope for. And first off, we have the Ultra Jump cover, which is a really nice uh, picture of uh, Josuke and Soft and Wet kind of like dancing. My favorite uh, Iraqi
1: aesthetic, uh, uh, the user in the stands like dancing, doing some, some <laughs> sort of holding each lot. other.
0: It's really good. Soft and wet. Soft and wet looks weirdly small here. Because Josuke like has his arm around him. It's yeah. It's like, eh, how big are you friend? Uh, so, where we last left off. Alright, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. They had just uh, gotten done um, beating up Dolomite and getting information out of him. But that's not where we pick up in Chapter 64, The Plant nope. Appraiser. Chapter 64 one.
1: starts with a flashback.
0: Oh, and what a flashback it is.
1: So we're gonna get some backstory on our current, I guess villains right now, Kato mm-hmm. and Jobin. Yeah, learn th- a bit more.
0: who we think are the villains right now?
1: Yeah, but, as of as of the information we
0: have. Yeah. So this flashback is narrated by uh, uh, Tsugurugi, Tsurugi, yeah, um, who is Jobin's son. Who is dressed as a girl because of the weird uh higashikata like curse that um like their descendants will die of the stone disease unless someone is sacrificed it's i it wasn't really too clear but like i don't rem- super remember whatever um but as as uh tsugi intros us uh the land is the curse, and it's the place I was born. The location you're born and the name you're given are not the things you can choose. But I was born here. From what I've heard, it happened when Grandpa Noriske was 11 years old. Yes, Grandpa told me about it himself. He told me how back then, Grandpa's mom sacrificed herself. Hmm. Apparently, this is the thing the Higashikata family does. That... They sacrifice themselves for gen- generations, not because they were forced to do it, because uh, his, his grandpa's mom decided on her own to do it. The lifetimes of the Higashikata men and the women they marry are extremely short, and we get a lovely domestic scene with Kato. <laughs> lovely and... Lovely
1: domestic scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. what What do you What do you want to call it? I I don't know. I just
1: it's still weird though because it's the hikashi and they're
0: weird oh they're super weird um oh man who is what's the name of the daughter who ganked uh demo man i feel bad uh... it's not hato hato
1: right kato was about to come out of my mouth and i was like (laughs) nope
0: Hato t- with a yeah,
1: weird stand that I did we ever learn that stand's name? We do not. We know that it's made of spaghetti. It is made of spaghetti. I'm just I'm just gonna call it the spaghetti king for now. And... Yeah,
0: King Spaghetti. Yeah. Um, so Kato and Hato are here. Kato is very obviously pregnant with uh, one of her kids, probably Joshua at this point. Um, And they're hanging out having a picnic in front of, I guess, the family shrine. Um. And. Jobin is... Little Jobin is climbing the tree on top of the family shrine. And this tree, Andrew, we have seen before. Yes, we have seen this tree before. This is the Lone Pine or the Meditation Pine. One of the pines um, that has been mentioned and shown a lot of different times in Jojolian throughout the chapters. And it is very important for some reason. Um, But Jobin is climbing it and we see that he's got this weird crack on his face and it's like, huh, what's up with that? We don't know. Um, and then quick cut to, uh, Jobin going off with his scout troop. Um, and Kato seeing him off. Uh, um, here, I went to a family trip to Hokkaido recently. I got this as a souvenir. I hope the whole Higashikata family likes the taste of it. Thank you. Please extend my gratitude to your mother and father. Um, as Kato receives this gift from like the leader of the scout troop who looks like a shitty Jorno, kind of. Yeah, I was just hands. gonna
1: say, I, I was gonna introduce everybody to my new friend, douchebag Jorno.
0: <laughs> Dushorno. It's Du-sh- not delivery, it's, it's Dushorno. Delivery, it's
1: Du-shorno. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, God. <laughs>
0: We're both going straight to hell. Um, I mean, not as quickly as this child is. Oh, no, 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 no. This guy is the, the worst. So we see through uh, Kato's interaction with her son that her son has some problems. Uh, he forgets very quickly. Um, he's, he's not a healthy boy. Um, and Dishore knows, uh, don't worry, ma'am. We'll be back at one in the afternoon. We've got some big kids in middle school, too. For today's adventure, kids meet, we'll be learning how to make fire without matches. Okay, let's get going. Bye, bye, bye. And the scout troop goes off, and we immediately get a weird scene with Dishorno and Jobin. Uh, is bragging about how soft his hair is, and Jobin touches it, and then he gets hit. Because I wasn't talking to you, hands off! Um... And Duchorno and his weird friend here, I don't know who this guy is, it's like, come here a sec. So, Jobin, did you bring the stuff? Are you listening, Jobin? You little bastard, as he grabs his ear and screams into it. Jobin, um, think, Jobin, think. Oh, man. So, Duchorno has been extorting little Jobin, um, not for money, uh, but for his mom's underwear. <laughs> and he starts to light Jobin's hair on fire with a stick which is not how that works no um, that, that that's wrong but uh, jo- yeah Jobin gives them his mom's underwear and Deshorna is immediately like oh oh whoa are they real your mom's really pretty I really like her and, and her boobs go in these <laughs> Great. 10 out of 10 well, 10 out of 10 writing Fantastic. Oh my
1: god This is this is the kind of quality content You read the latest
0: work Of mm. the Jojo
1: universe for That's uh, why we're here For
0: this weird uh, Surrealist nightmare <laughs> So so did you take them? The ones I came all the way to your house this morning To tell you to get You take the photos of your mom shampooing her hair in the morning Damn it The secret photos in the bra and the panties Are part of a set Don't you get it? Oh you really took them you took these in your bathroom without her noticing? What are you guys doing over there? Um, as this girl in the same scout troop comes over and uh, sees what's happening. Hmm. What? What? Everything's okay over here. What do you think we were doing? We're getting along fine over here. Come on. Let's go. Grab your backpack. Jobin, Coon. Something's going on. You can talk to me about it. Um, smash cut literally to Jobin getting the shit kicked out of him by Dushorno. Um, apparently that woman or that girl uh, told on Dishorno and friend that woman god damn it not enough for her to tattle on us at school now she's tattling us to the friggin police and I really like this because we don't need to see that sequence of events like this is very show not tell um, like Araki just cut that out and like don't need to show that get right into the child beating it's oh cool. yeah,
1: well, you want to go right to the content the readers want. The readers don't want to see the girl, uh, you know, trying to help Jobin. They want to see uh, uh, they want to see here. <laughs> yeah, they want to see Shortno here hurt Jobin more.
0: Yeah, um, and Jobin claims he didn't say anything. Shut up! Who gives a shit whether or not you said anything? You wouldn't remember anyway. It's all because of that woman that the panties, bra, and photos we were hiding were found by the police. My whole future screwed, and even my dad found out. Fuck, for some tiny little thing like this? I'm still just in middle school. Here you go, you're coming with me. We're going now. Huh? What? Here, take these. Uh, Hands him a can of oil and a lighter. Uh, If it weren't for that woman, everything would been fine. That girl talking to you shouldn't have. She's the one whose fault it is. Ask anybody and you, you or me are good friends, right? I was looking after you already the left one on the end of the first floor is that girl's room the lights off so she must be sleeping go light the house on fire <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck what did you say if you burn it that girl won't be able to talk anymore so go do it for me no what what are you saying no huh um and dusharna looks around real quick and just decks Jovin in the face again Man, no fair, no fair, no fair. Why are you cross me now? I'm jealous of you. That messed up head of yours come tomorrow. You won't remember shit about what happened now. I'm different. You want some adult everyone's gonna remember. All for a little bit of underwear. You don't dare double cross me. <laughs> uh, as he starts to pour oil all over Joven. <laughs> Something out of, um... What is that movie where Kevin Spacey was set on fire? Oh, Pay It Forward. That one. Um... First, I'm going to drench you in oil like this. Bish, bish, bish. Get going. What are you going to do now, Jobin? Go light the fire and burn that woman alive. (laughs) Jobin's uh, screaming and grabs the bully's neck. And uh, Speed King kicks in.
1: Ugh. I um, hate this effect. I hate it. It's so gross.
0: Because it's just like bubbling flesh. Like tracing the veins in the bully's face Um,
1: He's basically just giving him a stroke Like a superheated stroke More or less And it sucks And it goes right into his eye And it sucks And Mm -hmm. Speed King like appears for a second Looks like an asshole Mm -hmm. Speed King looks
0: so cool (laughs) Rest in peace Dishorno Not quite (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Dishorno is knocked out for now um, and we cut back to Kato putting Hato to bed. That's a stupid sentence. Um, <laughs> as Jobin comes in crying, covered in oil and blood, like, Mom. And Kato, we cut to Kato shoving the boy's body in her trunk. Step back, Jobin. This isn't something you can handle. I'll take him and go. Why are you putting him in the trunk of the car? We gotta hurry and call an ambulance. He's still alive. I must have done this to him. Hmm listen closely Joven we're not gonna call an ambulance after all you didn't do anything and I'm sure you will remember this later up until now you've forgotten what's happened come the next day but you won't be forgetting anymore and you didn't do anything (laughs) what I'm saying is I don't refuse to be a woman whose life is decided by men I'm deciding it myself but I can live for your sake um and she talks about the legend of Johnny Joestar that we learned before how Johnny was killed by a rock and his spirit still lives on. Uh, His stand lives on in another form and about the curse on this land that his descendants will be cursed with the rock disease, which is what Jobin has like the cracks on his face and stuff. And she's talking about the shrine for that's right below the lone pine And starts dragging this, uh, DiGiorno's, uh, body over to it. Mom, he's, he's looking at me. He's looking this way. Places are unfair. They're not equal for everyone. You can't choose where you're born, but people try to climb to try to find happiness in those places. Starting now, you're going to start climbing in this place. And this person is someone who, by his nature, is at the bottom. And now he's going to sink to the depths of the earth as she buries him alive behind the shrine. (laughs) Oh, God. So, Kato really did kill a kid. Like, we heard that's what she was sentenced to uh, Dolphin Street Prison for. Like, killing a kid. And now we know... Sure did kill we, a kid.
1: <laughs> she definitely killed a kid, and then we hard cut to Jobin on roller skates.
0: Because that's what Jojolian is. <laughs> and Norriske with still ball hair, but shorter ball hair. That's how you know.
1: It's... Well, I mean, if you didn't have the ball hair, he wouldn't be Norriske. Let's be uh, let's be real here.
0: Yeah. Jobin, when was the last time you went for a physical? You were getting periodic checkups, right? Why? Why? What do you mean, Why? How old are you now? 16? Nothing's wrong with me. And I think—and you think I should go for a physical? What about you, Dad? You're at a pretty... pretty cr- wow. <laughs> you alright there? No, I th- i just had a little Speed King stroke. You're <laughs> at a pretty critical age this year, right? Ah, Oh, man, that's so cool. You're like Hikaru Genji. I want to try. Joshu, please don't play with those clean pajamas. And we see... Uh, this is the whole Higashikata family here. Jobin's on roller skates. Hato's chasing after him. Uh, baby Joshu looks terrifying because he just looks like a, a shrunken Joshua. Um, yeah, it looks
1: like Joshua got hit with like a baby spell, and he's in his same clothes, but they're the same size as full-size Joshua.
0: Yeah, clothes. how weird is that to wear the same clothes you wore when you were a baby, including the <laughs> shitty little bow tie? That's weird. The Shikadas are weird. Well, same thing with Hato. Hato's wearing this same fucking weird jumpsuit. Yeah, this skin-tight bodysuit. N- nice parenting there, dad. <laughs> um, and Noriske contemplates, uh, his family. And is like, oh, yeah, this is the family. Uh the end of autumn that year, a male and female of a foreign species of snapping turtle got out of their tank at an enthusiast's house and escaped outside. While workers were searching the area for a turtle, they found the skeleton of that corpse underground. The identity of the corpse was discovered almost immediately as the boy who had run away from home five years earlier. <laughs> Um, the cause of death was determined to be asphyxiation after he was buried alive, and DNA evidence of what was thought to be the boy's killer was left on his fingers and wrist. I want to point out real quick that, um, we already met a turtle enthusiast in the Robbing Road arc, and I want to believe that they're the same turtles. That would be good.
1: That would make sense, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kato was arrested for killing this boy... Because they found DNA evidence in her car and the DNA left on the boy matched hers. So she was sentenced to 15 years and she served out all that sentence. And we saw her being released, uh, how many chapters ago?
1: It's been a Uh, while now. I mean, it was right after the Tamaki arc, right? uh, Yeah, it was, um... (sighs) Oh yeah, it was chapter 58. Yeah. It It was after the
0: Milagro Man. Oh of course it was. Mother and meeting. Oh yeah, that was when Joshua got real weird. It's like I wanna yep. suck on your tits. <laughs> oh god. Remember I that? that? I sure do.
1: Uh, I I didn't until you reminded me just now, so thanks for that. Man,
0: you're welcome. Um, this is a really weirdly composed panel. Uh, yeah, why is the bus driver <laughs> Look like he's out of an aha video? Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> holy shit, he's <laughs> he's the take on me guy. Um yeah, it's weirdly like not toned like the rest of uh Jojolian meticulously is. So whatever. Josuke and uh um Yasuho, damn it. Uh are on the bus going to find the plant appraiser and Josuke's like up and around. It's like looking around. Uh um Josuke, that guy Dolomite. do really? Okay. He passed out from getting so beat up. So we left him in the mud of the pond. Is it all right that we did that? I think we can forget about that guy. He's just, honestly, what I'm more concerned about is what Dolomite said. Both what he said and how he said it are pretty disconcerting. And now we finally go all the way back to where the last chapter ended, where uh, Dolomite is putting Jobin on blast. Um, That he's the one who's been behind all this. And it's like, uh, Jobin is just a gopher who's been money laundering using... Uh, the fruit parlors and the import routes of the Higashikata fruit parlor to make Daimo Tamaki and the others money. So this um, is
1: new info. So that means that Jobin is definitely not the the like, the big bad guy. He's just working for other assholes. Yeah. The the plot thickens again.
0: You know, you two, you're getting involved with some pretty messed up stuff. You really give up on the kaka. The only thing I yearn for was my Blue Lagoon. I, just, I might be able to make it if I could heal this body with the rockakaka. I don't even know what their true goals were regarding the rockakaka. True goals? Who are you talking about? If Joban San is a gopher, then does he have other comrades? Uh, beat panel with Dolomite in the mud, thinking real quick. You know, the reason I'm alive here right now is because I don't know anything. If I knew something about the rockakaka, I would have been killed a long time ago. It's because I don't know anything that I'm free. Um, and basically, this exchange, it's kind of stuff we've already known before, but kind of like a little bit new stuff sprinkled in. Um, the Ragakakas have infinite value in not having anyone know about them, and they're super first-class limited stock item to one group of people. Um, we still don't know anything about those people, but what Josuke did, or yeah, Well, what Joseph Fumi did was fed a new type of Rakakaka to Kira, who, that, like, it was really weird what happened to them, because it was a Rakakaka that was grown from a different tree, which had never been done before, so it was kind of like a weird hybrid fruit, which may explain why it did the thing it did. Um... So someone might want this new hybrid Rakakaka even more. And as Josuke flashes back to what Dolomite was saying on the bus, he realizes that Dolomite wasn't actually talking to Josuke in this whole exchange. He was talking to someone who was watching. Like, Dolomite said a lot of things that weren't necessary to say and wanted the person watching the, the conversation to realize that Josuke ate A new Rakakaka, and that the new Rakakaka is something that exists. So now they have another party in play somewhere that knows about the existence of the new Rakakaka and has seen a picture of the plant appraiser. Like, we think this is Kato, I I think, but it's not too sure. The plot
1: keeps uh, thickening. I can't keep up with it. It just stops.
0: It's it's thickening into gelatin. (laughs) No, no. he made me talk before you got there I told Dolomite where I was going And the smartphone was lying there with the screen on Somebody heard it And just as Josuke says that He turns into an aha video And the bus driver uh, vaults over The uh, Little paying thing in the bus And starts walking down the aisle Towards Josuke and Yasuho In a really sinister way It's like, hey, hey, uh, the bus is still moving. And then falls flat, dead. And we see our friend, the fruit appraiser, sitting in the driver's seat. Don't get the wrong idea, Higashikata Josuke. It seems you spoke to the enemy about me. You need to protect me. They've already come to me. That driver was no good. I'll drive instead to be continued.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So what the hell, man? What a chapter.
0: Yeah, now we got our hands on like a reverse uh, Terminator situation where the fruit appraiser knows he's being uh, targeted, so has come to Josuke for protection and also probably has a stand that killed this man. (laughs) (laughs) The fruit appraiser is... It's such
1: a weird thing that's been happening for a yeah. while, but I mean, this is just like classic JoJoian that the plot keeps thickening and there's very little release. So yeah,
0: it's so tense. He kind of looks like Sandman from Part Seven. I just realized that there
1: could be a relation there. Yeah, it's we... possible. I See, mean, like
0: yeah,
1: Iraqi huh. went very much out of his way to uh, remind us about the Johnny Joestar connection this chapter.
0: Yeah, and we don't. We still don't know anything about the fruit appraiser man. Other, uh, he's slightly darker skinned. He's got a braid, and he loves him some pea pods on his clothes, and that's that's about it. Um, God, what what's gonna happen, Andrew? I don't know.
1: I have no idea.
0: Oh. It, it literally.
1: It, that's what I'm saying. Like it keeps. The whole thing just keeps happening, and I, I can't stop it, and I don't want to stop it. <laughs> can't and stop, won't stop. I'm just along along for the ride, man. Just gonna see where it goes, <laughs> if I ever see where it goes, or Araki just inevitably outlives us all, and none of us get to see how Jolien ends.
0: Who knows? I mean, we got a couple more years of this, that's for sure. Like, I feel like this is gonna have at least 100 chapters but at least yeah oh man but yeah that's that's it for this week. I hope everyone had a fun time. Also, uh real quick on this last panel, I just noticed that Araki made um, like the this bus handrail like bleed into the like the uh, the separation of the panels and that's a super cool effect cuz it's separate Oh
1: yeah, look yeah, at yeah, yeah. that. Because it separates
0: neat. the panels, but it also looks like a 3D drawing. Oh, man. Oh, that's he's... really cool. Shit. Oh, he's so good at art. God. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we'll start the Anubis arc. Probably won't finish it because I think that's a six-parter. Um, and then finally finish up Magic Boy BT. And oh, we will struggle to the finish line. We'll just come in dead Oh God, Magic Boy BT is it? It's a he's a special boy.
1: He's a very he's a very very special boy. A lot of cool shock going on. <laughs> a lot and of
0: shocking cool.
1: Yeah, it's a whole lot of excitement, and that's waiting for you on the next episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. So I'm Andy. That's been Jack. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Yeah, uh, we love having you here. Oh, I love everyone. We'll see you all next week.
1: Yeah, guys, you know check out iTunes google play soundcloud you're coming from us from the reddit we love you guys we love you guys no matter how much you listen (laughs) to us or how little you listen to us where you find us i don't care we love you we'll see you next week
0: have a good one